Hello and welcome to Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Magdal, reminding you to make us your first listen this and every day. Locked On Women's Basketball is here to give you everything you need in the world of women's basketball that we all love so much. Locked On Women's Basketball is brought to you by Built Bar. It's the new year, ish, so that means New Year's resolutions. Maybe, maybe not. Look, I'm here to tell you, you don't need to worry about making sure that your New Year's resolutions are difficult to stick to because most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. But guess what? They're delicious. So many different flavors to choose from. Coconut almonds, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, you name it. And Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So how do you get them? Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. That's promo code L-O-C-K-E-D, all caps, 1-5, for 15% off at Built.com. And as always, tell them Grandma Myrna sent you. So, I've got some really interesting deep dives from Kelly Graves, head coach of the Oregon Ducks, But before we get to that, I just want to take a moment and talk a little bit about what we need from our basketball. From what we need from our basketball. Not from our men's basketball, not from our women's basketball, from our basketball. Last week, Arizona and Oregon played a fantastic battle of a game. Ultimately won in overtime by Oregon, 68-66. That's a program that went to the Final Four not too long ago against a program that went to the Final Four last year. Adia Barnes, one of the great coaches working today. Kelly Graves, his record speaks for itself. There was a lot of back and forth Apparently. (laughs) Kelly Graves had a lot to say to Adia Barnes, who had some things to say in response. Say, do, however you want to put it. Ultimately, the Pac-12 reprimanded Coach Barnes, not Kelly Graves. There was a lot of Twitter conversation about this as well, about a double standard. And I'm not here to speak to that, although I think coming to conclusions without knowing every detail of who said what is a dangerous thing to do. Here's what I do know. This is rivalries. This is sports. This is competitors. These people really want to win, and are doing everything they can to do it. They get into it. They're battling one another. This is what we love about sports. And so when we want to talk about double standards, two coaches going at each other, you're really getting fined in men's college basketball? Is that really happening? I don't think so. This is the elevation of women's basketball that we want. People battling. You know, a few weeks ago, there was a lot of 
rending of garments, a lot of hand-wringing over Muffet McGraw going at Gina Oriyama. Oh, there's an ESPN bias. That's a whole other conversation. Gina Oriyama coming back at Muffet. 11 is more than 2. Oh, how dare he say that? Oh, why should she say that? These are competitors. These are two Philly folks who brought the Philly. They don't like each other. They don't pretend that they like each other. Not everybody needs to like each other. This is sports. This is a battle. This is a competitive endeavor. Nobody got hurt. Not last week in Arizona versus Oregon. Not in the conversation between Muffet McGraw and Gina Oriyama. There is another game coming up later this year. February the 4th. Arizona, Oregon. At Oregon. On that crazy court of theirs. Oregon's really interesting and has really grown and developed. But that game will be a must-watch for so many reasons. This adds to it. This is part of the fun. I don't think conferences should be finding coaches for this stuff. I don't think anybody needs to be worried about this stuff. This is women's basketball doing what men's basketball does, sometimes together, sometimes apart. So let's get into it. Let's hear what Kelly had to say about a range of different topics. This Oregon team that's really coming on, that has four players shooting 40% or better from three right now. There's going to be a threat. In the same way that people wrote off Oregon, people are writing off UConn now, you know, after the loss to Oregon in particular. It's who's healthy. Does Indiana get Mackenzie Holmes back in time for the tournament or not? That should be a big question. Just had a procedure on her knee. Who's healthy come March? And pretending you know that on January 21st is pretty silly if you ask me. Let them talk. Let them play. So here's Kelly Graves talking to us, head of their game against University of Washington tonight. This is Howard Megdahl, and you're listening to Locked on Women's Basketball. Uh, that's very efficient basketball. Uh, you know, and we trust her down this down the stretch, especially on the defensive end. You know, I think she only scored two points on the weekend, but I thought she was really valuable and played a executed her role very, very well. She can give us energy, rebounds, and, uh, you know, in great defense, then that's exactly what we need from her. So, um, and I'm one of those guys who never focuses on who's starting, but who's finishing games. That's what you want to be more concerned about. And, um, and obviously we trust her to have her in late in those games. Zach, you're up. Jared, you'll be next. Kelly, going off what you just said, I mean, I think that you probably brought Sedona off the bench partly because she was out with COVID and to give her more time to kind of get her legs back. But after finding success with her as a six-man, do you plan to leave her there or are you going to try and transition her back into the starting lineup at some point? I don't know. Still work in progress. Um, 
that's the honest answer. And, and maybe she, I really haven't talked to her about it, but uh, maybe she kind of enjoys coming off the bench, so to speak, to start. Some people are like that. You know, Kevin McHale worked his way into the Hall of Fame uh, as a sixth man. So, you know, sometimes just people are more comfortable. They have a chance to see what's going on. Uh, but if you notice, she's usually on the floor at the end of the game. Just like I said, we don't really concern ourselves with who's starting. Now, that being said, we we started well with a small lineup the first weekend in the Bay. And then we started slowly with a small lineup this past weekend. So, uh, that's why I say it's a work in progress. We'll figure it out. I'm not sure uh, which way we'll go yet. Eric, you're up. James will be next. Kelly, how much of a luxury, I mean, is it for you just to be able to chop and change lineups like that, which isn't necessarily something that you guys could always do in the past? Oh, I think that's why, like, about our team, I think we're real versatile. And when we get this thing really rolling, uh, I think that's what's going to make us difficult to defend. And, and if we're fortunate enough to get into the NCAA tournament, I think that's going to make us a difficult out because we can go small. We can put um, multiple scores on the floor, multiple playmakers at different times. We can go big. Um, and, uh, you know, and I think we're, we're going to be able to match up with, with everyone, you know, to some degree. So, um, yeah, that's how this team was built. And we're, we're starting to see it, you know, come to fruition. A little bit, but like I said, we've got to keep getting better, especially at the defensive end. And, um, you know, and we'll, we'll just keep working at it. James, you're up. Hayden, you'll be next. So Washington specifically, Kelly, obviously you played Van Dyke before. Um, but what makes her, uh, the challenge that she is to try and contain and, and with Mulkey and Schwartz, uh, both out of Rice, um, just what have you seen from them and what they've, they've brought to the table for Washington this season? Yeah. Now, when you say they're out of rice, you're not talking about dinner, right? See what I did there, Crepia? I, I set them up. You knock them down. Uh, there you go. There you go. Thank you. Um, yeah, you know, I really like Van Dyke. She's a heck of a player. You know, she's just crafty. Uh, I think one of the best offensive rebounders in the conference. Um, and, uh, you know, she, she has shown some more range this year, and she's just – you know, especially defensively, you know, she gets a lot of steals because she kind of baits you into throwing the pass at the high post or in the low post and then makes her way around. She's just a good player. And, you know, Mulkey, you know, we're at least one of the few teams that can kind of match her size for size. But, man, I'll tell you, she's got good range and a really great touch. That's where she's at her best in that 15 to 17 foot range, squaring up and, and knocking shots down. Uh, and she does a really good job in the high post. She's got a nice feel, very similar to Sedona. Knows when to pass, uh, how to hold a seal, that, that kind of stuff. So, uh, and then Schwartz, you know, she's reunited here with Maddie Shear. They were high school teammates and best friends back at Ryle High School. Um, I kidded Maddie. I, you know, who, who's the greatest of all time out of that, that high school? I think Maddie feels like she is. I'm sure Schwartz feels like she is. So. Uh, anyway, that'll be a fun matchup, but I, I really like this team. I, I think Coach Teen has done an awesome job. Uh, they, they're patient. They, they cut really hard. They space the floor well. They execute their stuff. And they're surprisingly, not surprisingly, they're sneaky good defensively. You look at their numbers. Um, they're sneaky good. And let's face it, they've played well in the up games. They played North Carolina tough. They played Louisville tough. They had a nice weekend in the Bay, or excuse me, in L.A. last weekend. I thought they played, played very well considering they hadn't played in a long time. 
So this would be considered an up game, I would assume, for them mm. because we're kind of the rival school. So this, uh, I anticipate a really good matchup. Sorry for rambling. Aiden, you're up. Aaron, you'll be next. Hey, Coach. It feels like this team is like a completely new monster whenever Tahina's on the floor. Um, can you talk a little bit about how she affects the way you guys play? I, I didn't hear who on the floor? Uh, Tahina Pow Pow. Oh, Tahina. Yeah, well, she had a great weekend. I think she showed, uh, you know, how, how effective she can be um, and how elite. You know, I think she's one of the best guards in the country. Uh, she's still, you know, kind of in that November, early December mode, like we talked about. Um, I don't think her timing's all the way back, uh, but I love how she's really hunting her shot. She's really looking to, uh, to be aggressive offensively and, and has done a pretty good job defensively. But yeah, she makes us a whole different team because she can stretch the floor. She can make a play not only for herself, but for others. Um, and you know, if she gets her game going in the paint, uh, she's, she's a tough guard. So, um, yeah, I'm really pleased with what I've seen so far. She's leading in practice, which is really good. Uh, we need, we just need that. Yeah, we're a different team and she brings some swagger to us too. You know, I, I saw her flex in that last game a couple of times. She flexed one time after she had scored inside and the other team ran it right down our throat. UConn did and got a layup. She's still flexing. So we had a little chat about that, but, uh, no, she's, um, she she has a little bit of edge to her, and, and I love that. Andrew up. Howard will be next. Hi, Coach. So I feel like uh, one thing that really sets you apart uh, from other teams mm-hmm. right now is the fact that your players really have a great connection. Do you feel like that's something that they've always had from the beginning of the season, and now it's going to keep you uh, for where your team's at now? Or do you feel like that's something that's really grown throughout the season and has helped you get to where you are now? Yeah, that's a really great question. I think chemistry in the women's game is, is perhaps more important than any, any other aspect. And that starts off the court. Uh, you know, we have a lot of new players, but I think they've all been assimilated, uh, very, very well. I think we get, a, this is one of the closest units we've had. It kind of rivals that group when, uh, Sabrina and those guys, when we just had 10 of us at final four year and mm-hmm. um, they really get along. And I think it's starting to show up on the court. Uh, now that we have a full allotment of players, our practices are far more competitive, but with a fun edge. And those that have played sports know what I'm talking about. You know, it's, um, you, you can compete and still have fun. You can talk smack to each other. And I think when you're talking that smack, I think that's a, that's a loving, uh, act. You know what I mean? If it's done in the right way. And I'm, I'm seeing that with this group. And so, yeah, I, I think we're just going to really grow in this last couple of months of the season. But, um, yeah, they're a fun group to coach for sure. I enjoy coming to practice each and every day. And that's because of them and their attitudes. How is your up? Andrew, you'll be next. Thanks. Kelly, good to chat with you always. Um, I kind of want to put some numbers to the growth you were just talking about. Uh, you know, one question on the offensive end and one on the defensive end. Uh, you have four shooters right now at or above 40% from three. Um, if that continued over the full season, you haven't had that since 2018, 2019 and that whole group, you know, the Aaron Boley, uh, years. I'm just wondering, you know, you compare that obviously, 
uh, a number of those players have been out for part of the year. Do you see this as a similar kind of ceiling in terms of the offense? That team, just for reference, was best in the country in points per possession, as was uh, the group you had the following year. Yeah, and I think it's for a couple of reasons. I think, number one, we've gotten some better shooters back. India Rogers and right. Tahina Palpau are excellent shooters. Uh, but with the addition of those two and Niara, now you've got some playmakers. Niara attracts a double team. And if you, you mentioned the Bowley years, well, Bowley, well, she actually didn't get open too much because they would sit somebody on her. But somebody on the perimeter was open because they had to help on Sabrina on penetration or Satu or Ruthie down low. And so with Niara, you know, she's attracting multiple defenders, which means there's going to be open people. So I think if you looked at our shot selection, I, I think it's better now. And maybe that's why those numbers are going up. We're not uh, shooting as many contested shots because now we've just got more playmakers that are helping shrink the floor, so to speak, or stretch the floor, however you want to put it. So, yeah, I think it just is a little bit of everything. And I think it's also, you know, your team evolves a little bit. You figure out your roles and who should be shooting and who shouldn't be shooting it. You know, and that comes throughout the season. So, yeah, Howard, you are the numbers guy. So I, I trust whatever you say. Well, my other question on the numbers is just on the defensive side of things, which is to say you talked about lines continue to improve uh, on the defensive end. Obviously, you know, even if you go back to 1819, you guys were solid. 1920 was when you would really kind of reach that elite level defensively. Um, you're 85th, I want to say, in the country in defensive points per possession right now. Um, typically, it's top 50 teams that end up in the final four. I just, I just wonder what your benchmark is, how you are going to measure defense getting to where it needs to be by March. Yeah, well, it, with us, it's just been about consistency. If you watch the, the games this, just this last weekend, we had stretches where we played really, really good defenses. And then we have some lapses. You know, late in the game, the fourth quarter and, and overtime against Arizona, we were nails. I mean, we, we were really, really solid defensively. And then a, a couple of the quarters against UConn. It's just putting the 40 minutes together. We got to continue to improve. And, you know, I, I recruit offensive players, to be honest with you. All right. We try to teach them the, to, to defend the best we can. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're just not an in your face kind of defense. We're not going to force a ton of turnovers. Um, that's just the way we play. So I don't know what ceiling that would give us. But the group you talked about, you know, it took them a while to evolve defensively. You know, Satu, I love her to death, but, you know, when she got here, she didn't guard for a couple of years. Sabrina was, you know, hit and miss and, and, uh, Aaron, you know, was, was, uh, limited somewhat. So, you know, it, it takes a while, but then they developed, like you said, into an elite defense. And I hope we can get there. Uh, sooner than than later. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Howard. Uh, Andrew, Andrew, you're up. Eric, do the next. Yeah, Kelly, I want to go back to uh, Tahina and and just the the leadership role she's stepping into now. It, it really seems like when Sabrina got here all those years ago, for you as a coach, that was pretty easy to see that that she was going to be the leader from day one all the way until the moment she left. And then since then, it seems like it's been a search for you guys to kind of find those leaders on the floor as a coach, how much of that do you put on you to try and cultivate those leaders and how much of it is they have to kind of find it out for themselves. And you need to take some time to allow those leaders to show themselves. 
Well, yeah, it's a little of both, right? I mean, it's a process of evolving uh, into that. You know, it's been tough for Tahina this year. She is our natural leader because she's likable. She's obviously a great player. People, you know, listen to her. Um, but she's been out. So it's tough to lead when you're not actually out on the court. So she's just now kind of stepping into that, that role. Um, you know, same with Niara. Niara is one of those voices in the locker room that people listen to, you know. Uh, she's been around the block. And she, uh, you know, but she's been out as well. So that's kind of hard for people to, to really buy in and listen to her, you know. Uh, and then Sedona, I think she's really trying. And, and I'll tell you, I've been really impressed with what I've seen with her. So I, I think we actually have shared leadership, different, posi- uh, different situations. We've had others. You know, or different players step up in those situations. Sydney Parrish, Maddie Shear. I think India's sneaky uh, in, in that department too. And I, I just think when you have your best leadership, it, it's not just one person that takes the mantle. It's everybody. You know, those years you, we we keep talking about. I hate to always go back to them, but you know, Satu had a really strong voice, and she was one that could stand up to, to Sabrina. And and you need that. You know, you need that. So um, I'm I'm seeing it evolve in this crew. I really like what I see. I think uh, it's still a, a again, like I've said about 20 times today. I apologize for that. It's still a work in progress. We're still figuring that out. Coach, we'll uh, wrap up here. Just a couple more for okay. you. Okay, uh, we'll go with uh, Eric and then James for the end. Coach, I just wonder, like philosophically, with uh, you, you talk about the versatility and kind of being in limbo in terms of the rotations. Could this be a year where a rotation almost differs game to game of based upon matchups? You, you have seven to eight, maybe you want to play one game, but seven to eight, that fit better with a different matchup. I mean, does it need to be a set in stone rotation or could it really kind of evolve based upon opposition? Yeah, you know, Eric, that is a great question. And it's one that this is just my own philosophy. I think players like to know when they're going in, who they're most likely going to play, that's why you see in the NBA, you know, somebody gets hurt. They might insert a guy into the lineup. You're going, wait, what? That's not their sixth man. They don't automatically move the sixth man up and into the lineup. You know, they, they work it that way. And, and they kind of have that rotation down, you know, what they want to do. And I've always just felt people want to know that. They like that security of knowing, you know, I'm going to be in in this kind of situation or th- at this time. So, um, but then there's the other side of you that wants to maybe, you know, match up to the other team or make them match up to you. So you do change the lineup. I think we're still working on that. That's interesting though. You guys are all smarter than me. I'm a coach, right? I mean, that's pretty low on the pecking order of things you want to be. So, um, I don't know. Do you guys, you might have some numbers or, master's theses or something on the effectiveness of that. I don't know. I don't know. I go by field. Thanks. Go ahead. Kind of to wrap on that, Kelly. Um, good to hear that Niara is doing well and practicing, but you look to both limit her a bit this weekend. And I know like it's not meant as a slight of Washington, but limit her perhaps and try to get Shannon and Taylor who didn't play last weekend into this one a bit more? Uh, well, if the situation presents itself that way, uh, yeah, I'd always like to do that, but I'm, I'm not necessarily just going to play, you know, someone because they didn't play the last game 
we're going to stick with what's working for us and what we need at, in any given moment. Uh, I anticipate a really good game tomorrow, to be honest with you. I, I think it's going to be nails. I, I think they're a pretty good team. Coach does an awesome job. So, um, you know, we'll see how it plays out. In an ideal world, though, yes, unless she's fully healthy, of course, you always want to rest them as much as possible. I hope that happens. There's no guarantee.